0: Welcome to a new episode of Gloves On. We are your host, Markus Sandin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. Today we have a very special guest, Morten Kerbu. Welcome,
1: Morten. Hi, Markus. Hi, Alexander. Thanks for having me.
0: Morten is a very good friend of mine and my goalkeeper coach back home in Denmark. Um, today we're going to talk about Morten's passion for goalkeeper gloves. Morten has a very big collection of gloves. Uh, where he collects gloves from all around the world from different brands and so on. One can you talk a little about uh, a little bit about this huge uh, glove collection? How did it all start?
1: Yeah, I think I think it started started back in two thousand fifteen. Um, you know, I've I always played uh, as a goalkeeper myself uh, at. the at a high level so obviously gloves was a big part of that game and uh, yeah i have always had a uh, an interest in uh in, in gloves and and how they were developed and how the technologies were uh, developed throughout time um, so uh, back in 2015 i uh, bought my my first pair of gloves uh, for my collection which were a pair of Lukas fabiansky uh, remembrance day gloves I remember the gloves uh, I saw them on on eBay uh, and I just you know noticed that they were different from the the version that I've seen on retail. Uh it had a different a uh, different cut. They had a, a more latex on the wrist on the inside of the wrist uh, so I could see there was a slight difference then. Uh back then I wasn't that much into uh how the pros were get, getting the gloves made. Back then I actually thought that it was pretty much similar to to uh, the, the retail models, but that was the back then when I where I really got my eyes opened to to uh, SMU's, uh, uh and uh, gloves uh, collectible gloves. You can say it like that.
0: Yeah, and and I've seen through obviously you showing showing me pictures and through your Instagram as well that. That you have a very big p- passion for for gloves, and you have oh, yes. gloves from from big goalkeepers all all around the world, like Huckle Riz and Lukas Fabianski, as you just men mentioned, and even way back to Robert Enke as well. Um, yeah. Overall, what what does these gloves mean to you? Because uh, normally, when when we know people collect things, it's because they have yeah. First of all, passion for it, but it's it's also because there is something. Uh, related to it uh, what does all these gloves mean to you overall Uh,
1: again um, some some of them are uh, like you mentioned the Robert Inge glove there's a special story to this sad story of Robert Inge uh, suffering from depression and uh, throughout his career and the loss of his daughter driving him into suicide and all that so there's a for me, there's a special story to to his uh, gloves. Um, I don't have a specific theme throughout my collection. I, I, I get a bunch of stuff uh, into my collection. You know, different retail models, uh, different SMUs. Uh For me, it's always interesting to see what does the different brands offer. How does they how do they develop themselves how do they keep up with uh, innovation technologies uh, at the moment but more historical gloves like Robert inke uh, are also of course interesting to tell for me uh, through through my Instagram account for example is uh, it's interesting to tell the story of these goalkeepers and uh, and their gloves um, yeah
2: yeah I love it like that's um, that's a Really big, and like knowing about your history. Like, I read this article in Euroman, which is for those of you who don't know, Euroman is a big men's lifestyle and fashion magazine. And you had a big article there telling about all your gloves and like what some someone with meaning, someone who's just some gloves that just looks cool. And then some, like you talked about Renat having like colorful gloves and so on. And yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. some news you talked about, which is like limited edition. And so, yeah, obviously this means a lot to you. And I read that you take really good care of them. Can you give us some advice uh, for the goalkeepers out there to how to take care of your gloves and how, when you're done with them, to take care of them so you can keep them and have a collection?
1: Yeah, if you if you want to keep your used gloves, the gloves I buy are not for use. Uh, yeah. I use very few of my gloves. They are not the gloves I use are not in in my collection. Yeah. So if you want to use or stock your gloves after you use them, obviously you have to cleanse them, uh, uh, wrap them in some uh, some some kind of uh, foil or paper to to keep the latex uh, away from drying out. And then keep them safe in a box or in a in a dark space where they, there's no uh, humidity really. So uh, a garage or or a basement or a loft uh, area is uh, is perfect for that. Uh, I have I don't know four or five big boxes uh, down in my in my basement uh, specifically for for, for gloves. Um, yeah, and then I keep them in my in the their original uh, boxes or whatever they come in. Some come in. Uh, nice boxes, some come in more plastic uh, wraps uh, and whatnot. So, uh, there are various uh, ways to, to keep them, uh, but I store them as you know, uh, close to the original uh, uh, embellish uh, as possible.
2: All right, that's that's great advice, and I hope you guys out there listened. Uh, also, how do you prepare your gloves for the first time? Because some might not know that you have to pre-wash them. So how would you prepare a new set of gloves for the first time to use?
1: Yeah, I, for me personally, I always give them a free, uh, pre-wash. Um, I think it's a good, uh, for me, it's a good ritual to, to give them a pre-wash because I know that that way uh, I have taken part in, in the processes of, uh, of getting the, the latex activated. Um, some latexes are perfectly fine uh, right off the box. You just uh, maybe peel off the the plastic that they come with, uh, and then the the latest can be fine. Uh, but for me personally, I I, I like to to keep uh, them a, a pre-wash in lukewarm water. Yeah, and that way the latest get uh, the latest get uh, activated uh, and ready for use.
0: Yeah, that that's that's awesome because I know that you take care of your gloves like it was your kids. So, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, more than so far, I know that you look on the market uh daily to 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 make your collection even bigger with with better gloves and more attractive gloves what what is missing in your co- collection right now is there something that you really really uh hope to to achieve uh in the future
1: yeah absolutely um i think the holy grail for me and many other collectors uh is the a pair of uh, Iker Casillas Reebok uh, gloves from when he was at Real Madrid? Yeah. Um, Reebok is not doing uh, football gear anymore. Um, I think it's a shame. I really always like Reebok. They were my first, uh, one of the first boots I ever wore. Um, Peter Schmeichel wore them back in the '90s, late '90s. Uh, my big, uh, my big footballing hero. Um, and I think just think it was cool that Casillas didn't wore, uh gloves from, let's say, one of the top brands in within goalkeeping. You know, Ulsport and Reusch and uh, the big players such as Adidas and Nike. Then obviously uh, Adidas bought uh, Reebok later on and uh, removed uh, them from the footballing game uh, to go to go over all their endorsees to to Adidas. Um, so, you can see this Reebok uh, gloves. Uh, there are some different cool gloves uh, that I would really like to from from that range. Uh, I also have a a big star in GM Ojoa, uh from uh, Mexico. I
0: yeah. have
1: one a pair of his uh, T90 uh, Guncut gloves uh, oh. at home, uh, which is also a rare model. But he had a, a a Gimbo, uh SGT model with some Aztec uh, um, design on the backhand, which was uh, superb. I would really lo- love to have that. And I've seen it on eBay, uh, but it's, it was too used. It was too uh, too smashed to <laughs> yeah. spend my money on it. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of fantastic gloves out there. I, I, that would be amazing to have. Uh, but uh, yeah. those two right now are, are some of the sta- standouts that I can that I can mention.
2: Yeah, I actually remember when I was younger. Like I always loved Casillas; he was my idol, and I, I'm a huge Madrid fan. So I was actually I found the Reebok gloves like mm. retail, and I was like, I need to buy these. But at that time, I just I got some gloves already, and I didn't want to spend any money on it and now yeah, yeah. I just regret it because yeah, you about yeah. This, like it's one of the rare gloves and i had I had the chance of buying some to use some, yeah, and I was just i remember them clearly and it, he played with Reebok gloves and uh, boots um but you just mentioned that Peter Smiley was one of your like goalkeeper idols, so what do you think about his goalkeeping style back in the day obviously he was was uh, one of the best and is one of the best ever to play the game. What do you think about his way of playing the goalkeeper position?
1: He uh, developed the position in a way that we see still today. Uh, you know, with especially in, in the later years with his the way his own son plays, uh, this uh, split-saving style, uh, kind of handball-like yeah. style that he used himself. Yeah. Uh, at that, and Peter used that as an advantage in his game, and in a way that we didn't see uh, before. The the game always develops, and he was uh, he was yeah. developing the position at that point. And now we, we now we've seen uh, Manuel Neuer develop the game a few years back with this keeper keeper uh, style of play even more, even though that you know is. Originated back in the I don't know 70s 80s with the uh, goalkeepers in Argentina and uh, Rene Higuita and from Colombia. Um, yeah, but, not, but it, now it's got gotten to a point where that it is demanded more of the goalkeepers.
2: Uh, yeah, today, like there's a lot of goalkeepers out there talking about how he would be today. Obviously, it would be amazing shot stopping and in the yeah. air and saving everything. Obviously, he would still be one of the best. But with his feet, like, I remember I wasn't born when Denmark won the 92nd World uh, Euro yeah. being championship. But there was a lot of, like, people, they just played it back to me. At that time, you could pick the ball up with your hands yeah, from a yeah, uh, yeah. teammate. So, yeah. And I've actually read that Peter said that his son, Casper Michael like, plays a way that he couldn't play because he is so much better with his than yeah, Peter yeah, was. yeah,
1: and I and I wouldn't say that. The, I don't think that uh, Peter Peter wasn't a bad footballer. Peter Peter no. was a great footballer. When you yeah. see some uh, some training clips from you know the Danish national team, where he's like Casper, scissor kicks the ball uh, sideways. Yeah, uh, sometimes he he, he was a, he was a good footballer, uh, but Casper is uh, a phenomenal uh, distributor of the ball uh, no. in a way that Peter wasn't. Um, so they have different aspects of their game that are, uh, where they are both uh, in the very very top of the world. And obviously, Peter. Yeah. I see Peter. To me, Peter is the best uh, who has ever played the game. I don't know. I haven't seen Levyashin uh, play, uh, even though he's known. his the uh, only goalkeeper within the Ballon d'Or. But to me, Peter, he is the standout of the of the goalkeeping position uh, to this day. And again, that Kas- he and Casper—they are different goalkeepers and shouldn't be compared. Of, but they of course, they are due to their oh, name. But um, yeah, they—they—they they, they excel in different aspects of the game. And Casper's uh, distribution skills are—I would say—to me, is uh, probably a top five uh, when it comes to this, uh, passing the ball mm-hmm. uh, from his hands and from uh, and from the feet. Uh, I don't—I don't see many goalkeepers out there that can that can pass it like he can.
2: No, I agree, and it probably was because it wasn't like needed of Peter to do the same that Kaspar has to do now. So yeah,
1: not in the, not again, in the same again. We can
2: no, exactly, and that's why we can't like compare because they're so many years apart.
1: That's why you saw that Peter he was, you know, amazing at the these uh, long throws where he could set up counter attacks. Yeah. Yeah, and that was you know something that we see maybe more uh, to the game today, uh, but it was rarely seen back then. Yeah, uh, and he was such a beast when it, <laughs> in in that way. He um, was
0: just such a beast, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we could talk about it for hours, but yeah, I, I agree. So Casper uh, and Peter definitely had some some different ways of playing because the goalkeeper position developed over the years. Now among Goalkeeper play more with the feet and, and have to be great at that. But uh, on the side, uh, Morten, you also um, are a goalkeeper coach um, back home in Denmark for a club in Copenhagen called B1903, where I had the great opportunity of, of playing and being coached by you before I yeah. decided to, to go to America. Um, and you have a great uh, style of, of coaching, if you ask me. Um, is there something? you focus on specifically when you uh, arrange uh, an upcoming session
1: for me for me it's important to work with uh, you guys learning how to uh, reflect on the actions that you're going through within a session that instead of me telling you that that was this was this was good and that was uh, bad or that could be better that you answer those questions yourself so i can i can i can ask you the question uh how did why did that go in or why the uh, what was good about that action and you have to come up with the solutions so that you learn how to uh, reflect because uh, to me uh, the best way of developing uh, your, your skills are uh, if you're able to recognize the patterns and the actions that you're going through uh, and then uh, you know, okay, I should have, we have this different solutions as goalkeepers. Nothing is can be read in the book. And uh, uh, maybe you made a decent save, but we can always optimize it by, you know, two or three or 5% by adjusting that uh, inch or uh, attacking the ball uh, a bit more. So if we're able to reflect, on these type of actions, then I be- firmly believe that uh, you will develop yourself quick- quicker as a goalkeeper, um, because you see different styles of goalkeeping. We have one tra- tradition in Denmark, which is completely different from Germany, England, France, Spain, uh, America, where you have been yourself, uh, both you and Alexander, uh, to, and different from South America, uh, the styles yeah. we see there. Definitely. uh so and we have seen throughout the years we have seen uh buffon with one style we've seen Casillas with another style then we have uh i don't know uh, we saw Bates and uh, now we've seen loris uh, in, in France as well uh with different styles so there are not one different um there's not, there's not one answer to the question of uh, how do we prepare perfectly or what is the right way of coaching uh not to me at least but uh, for yeah. me the, the right way is uh, in, in my way to to make the young players uh old players uh uh aware of their decision make them good at the, uh making the right decisions uh uh and making them aware that they have different solutions to a, a certain action uh and we, then we can discuss which action is the uh, which solution is the best but uh, in the end they just uh, they have to keep it out the goal and then we always can reflect on what we could have done differently in in that action
2: yeah i i love that uh i love that approach it uh, makes sense to me to having to accept that there's different styles and there's different solution and that you have to reflect yourself on the actions like where you stop the keeper and you say what went wrong and what could you have done better in this situation like making them really think especially young keepers like make them think yeah. about what they did since this podcast is called glove son we want to hear what your favorite gloves are are and why at the moment from your collection uh, or, or whatever the one you think would be best it's up to you
1: um i would say right now as a glove out of my collection that i use Uh, I've been an ulsport guy for many years now Um, while I was playing and uh, obviously now also into my coaching career so right now I I really really love the ulsport super grip fingers around which is a negative roll model Mm -hmm. so it has the a lot of latex uh, plus the the tightness of of negative roll of of negative cut and obviously, the super grip latex is super super tacky, uh, as the name suggests. Um, so that is my my go to glove. Uh, I don't I don't know which glove is my favorite of all time uh, necessarily, uh, yeah. because you know as as time you have goes, so many like yeah, <laughs> and but as time goes because as time goes there's. Been different cuts and there's been different materials right now. Is really, you see the different trends, uh, yeah. just like in goalkeeping, there are different trends within goalkeeper gloves. Uh, now everything has to a lot of things have to be knitted. A couple of years ago, it was uh, the neoprene, now yeah. various brands are trying strapless models. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, but uh, all I'm also in innovation and all that, and trying uh, new things. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I I, I prefer a strap in my gloves. Uh, same. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely same. Uh, I like I like a real tight fit, so yeah. definitely need a strap. How uh, how big is your collection? How many gloves do you have exactly?
1: I've obvi- I have st- I stopped counting. I think uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think. Somewhere in between 250, 300 pairs right at the moment.
2: All right. Yeah, uh, there's definitely something to <laughs> to look but, through. Uh,
1: but nothing, comp- uh, nothing compared to, you know, some of the other collectors that I know that had, you know, 700 yeah? gloves, Really? So.
2: Oh, crazy. Yeah. I, did, I uh, didn't even so- <laughs> think about collecting. Like, I thought about collecting my gloves, but then they always like died, like they dried out. Yeah. So always just threw them out. And um, I have somewhere like personalization on it, where it says like family name or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's always something like you can do to make your yeah. gloves stand out. And yeah. one last thing is that I've written the article that you sometimes sit around with your gloves on because yeah, it's yeah. relaxing. Is that, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, I have, You know, at the, at the moment I have, I don't know, 10 pairs in my, just in my, uh, in my wardrobe, lying around. Yeah. So uh and I have one pair in my living room and uh, in, in some of the furniture as a you know art deco <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and that you know that that switches sometimes then I go to the basement and I pick out another glove and then it gets to yeah. sit there in the living room um nice. right now I have the you know woolsport they made a carnival edition glove you know carnival yeah. uh, like we have here in Denmark we have the festelavn which where all the kid, children they dress up and uh, and have have some fun. Um, is is a big deal in in Germany, in uh, in Cologne and Düsseldorf. Yeah. And where Ulsport they um, they have the uh, sponsors. So they uh, the last couple of years they uh, they made some special edition uh, shirts that the, yeah. the the clubs have used. And this year they made a carnival edition glove. Uh, it's you know white with some some blue And yellow and red dots on it, and it's just amazing, amazing, simple yeah. but amazing. Um, I actually, you know, uh, just got a new glove uh, today in the mail, yeah. If you if you want to see here, yeah,
2: just yeah, tell us about oh, it's the Puma, yeah, with the, the twist Evo on it,
1: yeah, with the evil yeah. disc. And I've been awesome. looking for this glove for you know, the last couple of years, ever since it was released. Um,
0: awesome
1: yeah terrible glove to be fair <laughs> because you know the yeah it's uh, the discs it tightens uh, yeah. when it, but it it doesn't come loose and and the and the thumb is just you know uh, awful yeah so,
2: right.
1: <laughs> but it, but that's that's the beauty of it, you know uh, I like that the that the brands are trying to push boundaries for how a glove should look and uh, yeah. feel and whatever. Uh, and some of the innovations work, and some of them don't. Uh, I think Peter Chek, he wore this his, this glove for one game, and uh, I haven't seen it since. And now it's out of no. the now it's out of the Puma range. Uh, yeah. And then they have the, they have, they have the future model instead with the with the strapless uh, with the zipper lock. Off.
2: Yeah, I saw uh, that yeah. too. Yeah. I yeah. All right. Well. Now, but, uh, y- yeah. yeah. And yeah. We, we'll make we'll make sure to post some pictures of your collection
0: because they're. <laughs> Truly inspirational. Yeah, we, we need to because uh this story is very fascinating and that's why we also wanted to 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 tell your story to all the listeners out there today, Morton. Uh, so so thank you first of all for, for for tuning in today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It, it it was a pleasure to to have you to tell your story uh because um gloves is obviously something that we that we all need. <laughs> To, to use for for being a goalkeeper but but for you to to collect and, and have a collection with all these fascinating and, and different old and new gloves is is truly fascinating so everyone out there listening definitely tune in on on uh, Morden's, uh, Instagram which we will link to this uh, podcast as well to to see all the all the awesome gloves that's on his page because I obviously know the instagram uh, before this and and there is some some awesome gloves on there and also remember to to of course follow uh, Danish goalkeeping and and goalkeeper dane for goalkeeper drills um, and stuff like that so yeah one it was a pleasure thank you
1: thank you.